Today's episode is brought to you by Captain Morgan, the official captain of Against All Odds. We're raising our glasses of Captain Morgan and Ginger to all you captains out there. Whether you're a tugboat captain, captain of your intramural dodgeball team, or just live to have fun, you're all captains in our book. No matter how you choose to live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders and... Against All Odds, also brought to you by Hotel Tonight. If you love to score amazing deals at incredible hotels, you'll love Hotel Tonight. Hotel Tonight partners with hotels to help them sell their unsold rooms, helping you find sweet deals at cool, top-rated hotels. Even though their name's Hotel Tonight, you could also book in advance for spontaneous weekend getaways, staycations, three-day weekends, road trips, business bookings, and more. It's easy. Book hotels in 10 seconds in just three taps and a swipe. Get the Hotel Tonight app now to start scoring amazing deals and incredible hotels that's hotel tonight the only booking app you need and now the mighty mighty boss tones na 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 whoa i'd rather you didn't than did i'd rather you didn't get rid of me at that age, such a young, awkward stage, that is not what you do to a kid. Na, 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 na. How much of this do you want? Na, 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 na. <laughs> just keep going. Everybody cheat. join in from the other. Na, 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 Wait a minute. What a treat. Welcome to Against All Odds How with are Cousin you? Sal. Normally, normally we have a recorded version yes. of Dickie Barrett and the Mighty Mighty Boss Tone singing the Against All Odds theme song. That yeah. was it. Is that what we're calling it now? Yes, that's what it is. Today, <laughs> Dickie is here in the flesh. Thanks yes. for coming on, it's Dickie. It's $500 for that. Re- <laughs> it's actually two grand for the live version. I had to pay $500 yes. to secure that song. Yes, you owe me three times that now. <laughs> and apparently, that wasn't enough money for you. You went out and made a new album. Yeah. Well, you know. Tell you know us, how it is. <laughs> tell us about it. It's called While We're At It. And that's it, right? This I is think, the, yeah, thanks for having me, Okay, pal. thanks for coming it's on, buddy. <laughs> Sing us out. We'll be it's done. good to see you. I think we did it. <laughs> I listened to the album. I loved it. Um, <laughs> as far as I could tell, the entire album focuses on your hatred for Green Bay, Wisconsin. True? No, no, no. no? It opens with a song and, and, a, and a nod and a... Um, <laughs> And a, it's called Green Bay. The first song yes, is called. It's called Green Bay, Wisconsin. All right, so tell us why. What did what your beef with Green Bay, Wisconsin? I have no beef with Green Bay, Wisconsin. <laughs> what happened? I'm, I love them dearly. <laughs> well, what's this song about then? Uh, Brett Favre. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to renew uh, uh, a rivalry between uh, the great it's Tom actually, Brady and it's Aaron It's actually Rogers? very funny. I tell chose, me. I was actually going to choose Milwaukee, Wisconsin, but your wife heard about that. <laughs> My wife's from Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah, and she said, no, absolutely no. not. Yeah, and then I did some research, and, and I actually like Milwaukee. I like Green Bay as well. As a matter of fact, the Boston's have played their... Um, Twice. Yeah, so now you're getting some uh, grief for only a play there twice, no, no, right? No, 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 not really. Um, what uh, happened I mean, was— Is that a lot twice? You've been on the road for th- 73 years. <laughs> I feel like we really neglected Green Bay. <laughs> and so I gave them the title, the opening track of okay, the Green Bay Realm, yeah, right. to make up for it. That makes sense. That makes sense. I feel like we should schedule something for Green Bay. Yeah, play in Green Bay. Give them something. Um, the second song is something uh, that my cousin Jonathan— We wrote six years ago. You did? At least six and, years ago. Maybe more. And you kind of—it's called The uh, the Constant, right? Yes. 
And you make these albums, and even though you're the lead singer, you got overruled when you said, hey, I want to put the constant on the album. So do you assume because I'm the lead singer that I should have more of a vote than I, the other guys? I think that's how it usually works. But more, Do you think more than the dancer? No, the dancer gets the most say. <laughs> I, I, I write these songs, and, and then, then I give them to the dancer. The horn players get two and a half votes each. He says good or not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was upsetting was, um, yes, we wrote that song years and years ago, but I was very, very proud at the time and I was writing a lot of songs uh, and I asked Jonathan who's a very talented musician Jonathan hey, Kimmel yeah. Jonathan Kimmel I said hey I'm gonna give if, would you like to write a Boston song with me he said I'd love to I gave him some lyrics and he wrote the constant and made a demo tape that was really really good uh-huh. now unfortunately the other Boston's were writing songs as well so a bunch of songs came in and it came time to vote and Jonathan didn't have a vote but the other guys, believe oh. it or not, they voted for their own songs. Right. Yeah, John then had as much of a vote as you did, apparently. Uh, well, here's what happened. Yeah. Then two albums later, I mm-hmm. still have the demo, and uh, I, I gave it to the guys, and, and the keyboard player fell in love with it and just started jamming out this keyboard part mm. that Jonathan wrote. And, uh, and then it made it, he made it absolutely undeniable at this point. He loved the song so much, and the other guys started... Jimmy, nice. and I think I think we came around. I think we understood what Jonathan understood so many years ago, and uh, <laughs> we came late to the party. Okay, you know? all right. Did <laughs> you introduce it as a song that you would never? Uh, yeah, I pretended. I pretended I wrote it yesterday. It's brand new. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? They didn't recognize it. You would think the lead singer would have some kind of. Uh, it's just different. It's well, just you're, different. you're throwing around the term singer sound. Oh, that's right. The, the lead yeller, the guy who yells the loudest, the guy who barks, Baca, <laughs> the lead Baca. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Bobby Baca. <laughs> right. Um, what else do I want to say? Oh, I read. You know what's great is we came. I came through the door, and we're, yeah. and we're, and we're dear friends, and we're we're good sure. friends. I, I'd like to say that. You say whatever you want. Good. Well, it depends. What, and where we did this about we did about twenty minutes uh-huh. and had Tate laughing, real funny stuff. Yeah. A couple of funny guys. Turn on the microphones. We're Nothing. so we're very uninterested. Yeah, it's a story uh, of my life. More, I know. It's more. It's more <laughs> me than you, Sal. It's more me than you. Tate, were you? I listen to your podcast. Were you recording before when we were doing Simmons Voice? No, yeah. Know. Could you? <laughs> oh my God! All right, we'll reenact it later. Um, we, we can reenact whatever we want to reenact. This your, is the ringer. Your song. I read this in Sports Illustrated, Dicky. This is gonna this, Sports this, Illustrated. Yeah, they still have it. This is gonna pick you up here. Your song, "Impression That I Get," is played by more marching bands than any other in the history of sports. No, is that really true? I don't know. I made that up, <laughs> but I do feel like I do feel like I hear it a now, lot. A to Z, high schools, colleges, all are, over the yeah. place. And, and here's why I know it because I am often losing a bet. And I'm down in the dumps, and then I'll hear it, and I'll be like, oh, that's yeah, nice. That's not that, so bad. That at makes least, me happy for like 40 seconds. At least Dickie makes $500 Right, exactly. Today. God, you keep making $500. What a That's our this number. Is. If you keep it, it's not too much. <laughs> and people who buy this album, how does it work? They don't also have to pay $500 a song, right? It's cheaper? Well, it depends. If they have a podcast and they want to start their <laughs> podcast every time with it, then, then we'll talk. Uh, that was so uncomfortable. What? That Jimmy was furious that uh, you made well, Jim, me pay. When Jimmy heard that, he lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? He made, and you came to me, and then I just said, I don't know, Sal, and I gave you to my manager. I needed a theme, yeah. I said, give him, I give him the friends and family deal. That's nice. And he said, no, I'm just going to give him the friends deal. <laughs> <laughs> the friends deal, I would, I would have had the theme to the friends. That would have been good. <laughs> now, that's snappy, the friends deal. Um, all right, Dickie, is that it? Do you know the that one? the impression that I get was on Friends one time? 
What do you mean? How? If you look that up, look that up on Friends. The impression that I get played at some sort of party, I, I don't know. Uh-huh. People have told me that. By the way, there's something else I wanted you to know. I forgot to tell you this the other day. Clueless is coming out with a musical. You were in the movie Clueless. You, uh, <laughs> do you think they want me in the musical? Cra- I, I'm telling you, you, have you checked your phone? It's about Beverly Hills high school kids. What are we going to get, a 50-year-old Boston guy well, in Whatever. There? You were in the first one, right? Yeah, just barely. I played. <laughs> I was drunk at a party. I watched it the other day. They crowd surf you, but they don't. They cut Do the away. Boys like it? Uh, no, uh, my wife was high in bed watching it. I just started watching with her. But uh, we kept the boys away. But they cut the scene where you crowd surf at the prom. Oh, or the it's dance. so horrible! It is the worst staged in the history. They of cut stage. away. They they dissolve. As you cut away, like the the take was broken. You're walking off into craft services and you still see the dissolve. I'm going to tell you a quick story and you can edit this out and I'm okay. sure you will. Good. Tate, get the scissors ready. <laughs> okay, so we get there. What had what happened was Amy Herkelin, who made um, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, uh-huh. was making a brand new movie. Right. And it was called uh, Clueless. And, uh-huh. and, and I thought it was the Dickie Barrett story. <laughs> No, but it's, it's called Clueless, and she said she wanted the Boston's for, for a party scene. Yeah. And at the same time, we found out that our manager had not been paying our taxes. So we had, we had we were being audited and had these crazy tax problems. So as much as I didn't want to be in this movie, mm-hmm. um, they said, you know, this will solve your tax problems. And, and they were burying us in money. They was giving us a lot of money for that. At that time, it right. was a lot. This is before the impression that I get or the Let's Face It album. So I said, oh, God, oh, God, you know, and they're like, and I'm like, what's the movie about? And they go, it's about Beverly Hills high school kids. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, no, this is terrible. <laughs> I'm through in the punk rock world. Yeah. And still I said, okay, this will get us out of these problems. So I did it. So we show up there, and this is around the time of the OJ trial. As a matter of fact, they filmed it here in Hollywood mm-hmm. right across the street from the courthouse. And, and that whole depressing wow. thing is going on, and, and mm-hmm. there's – uh, Melrose Larry Green with a sign before mm. I even ever knew him screaming about OJ and all this is going in across in a warehouse they had this party going on and they costume came in and, and tried to hand me like a pink suit uh, a baby blue shirt and a pink suit and this is what you'd be wearing and I said absolutely not I'm going to wear my plaid jacket or whatever I brought with me and then Amy Heckling was very accommodating and really good to us and said sure whatever these guys want to do and then the you know, the minute the ec- Hollywood extras, the young kids heard the music, they were like, what is this? <laughs> How are we supposed to dance to this? And I was like, oh, gosh. So I got a bottle of um, vodka. Good. And I started drinking it. <laughs> I had a bit of a problem at the time. Yeah. But <laughs> so I'm drinking the vodka and I'm going, OK, this will make it a little bit better. And, and then here's take number one. And take number one, at the end of it, I dove on the heads of these kids. Mm-hmm which probably was aggressive and, and all, not that nice. <laughs> right. And I dove on their heads, and Amy Heckling loved it. She's like, that is great, great. Let's take it again. Do that dive again at the end. Mm-hmm. We did about 35 oh, takes. Oh, no, really? Just kept going. And, you know, and my dives got less and less enthusiastic. And plus, the kids are now braced. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah, right. They're anticipating. This, this meathead is going to jump on our heads again. Mm-hmm. So, they, you know, so, so like. I, you know, by the last six or seven of them, I'm just wilting on top of them. And those are the ones they took? One of what them. did they use? Yeah. So go back, you know, get your DVD or whatever and, and rewind it and watch the worst. I rewound. I did. I did rewind it. 
it's a stage dive, and it, but it's not your fault. They yeah. cut. They cut. They follow you after the cut. It's it's weird. Yeah, it makes you know Eddie Vedder's stage dive look like Henry Rollins. <laughs> my st- my stage dive is so. <laughs> I thought you were going to say OJ came in and uh, and stabbed up the whole joint. And, uh, you, you all relieved. Stabbed Amy, and that was it. <laughs> so that was it. So that's what punk rockers do when they sell out. That was that no, was big. no, no. That that's was not your the story. No, that you're, t- you're getting the wrong oh, thing. You're the wrong the, day? <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. So the rest is history. So you don't think you'll be asked to uh, appear in the musical as a result. Um, no, I don't think they're looking for us, but maybe they'll use our music. There's only one take in a music, you know, it's not like they do. How many different things are they going to make musicals out of? I don't know. Everything, right? Yeah, I think this could be it. Didn't they make a Rocky musical? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. Grim. Rocky, Rocky and Bullwinkle, they did it all. Wow. That was great. Remember the time we went and saw that Rocky movie with Randy? We did, right? <laughs> we did. I forgot we went. He re- it was the it was the first return of Rocky. Yeah, the big thing. I loved it. Oh, oh, that was a great movie. Wait, was there a girl there too? Did he have a girlfriend? What am he I had, thinking? He had that crazy girl he was living with. Well, of course, she was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> our friend Brad. We call him Randy. I forgot what that we went to Rocky. What Rocky movie was that? It was the first one back when he had a kid. In Wait Philadelphia, and the kid went on to some success. What was that called? It, was it the uh, Antonio Tar? Oh, who was it? Uh, yeah, I don't know. All right, yeah. So what year was it? Was it must have been ten years ago, right? More wasn't wasn't. I had just uh, moved here. Oh, I see. Oh, it was long you enough. Know, All so right, I was assimilating myself. In a, yeah, I think later that night you you wouldn't let me go home or something. <laughs> <laughs> drove, I wouldn't drove let me around. out of your car. That's right. I got gas even though I had like three quarters full. <laughs> Yeah, I was crying in your car. I just want to go home. <laughs> and you what's were wrong with me? What is wrong with me? That's an excellent question. Well, I'll tell you what's wrong with you. You're the me. nicest man in the world. Oh, that's sweet. And, and a good friend. And well, thank you for having me. Here. No, I'm glad you're having it. And uh, go on. What's the name of the album again? While we're at it. I feel like you forgot to finish the, the title. It's the 10th. <laughs> While we're at it, what? What? That's you know it? where I got the title? Where? From I went through my list of things I say before I announce Jimmy. Oh, interesting. And now, while we're at it, here's Jimmy Kimmel. We have, uh, you've been announcing for how many years now? 13, 14 years? No, no, more than that. Is it? Uh, about 15. All right. I was only like. All right, kill me. What did I say? It's f- <laughs> Sorry, 13, six months. Okay. I don't know. Those, all of, every day is precious to me. But anyway, you have hundreds of these little phrases Yes. Uh, that you say right before Jimmy comes out. And while we're at it, it's come to that, huh? You just picked one of those off the wall. Oh, well, I was, I thought it was apropos All right. as well. I like it. Thank you very much. Pick it up. There's, it's good good stuff. There's, the boys uh, enjoy, enjoyed it, They right? like it. They yeah. like it. They like some anthemic uh, tunes in there. And if you love the boss tones, you love horns. If you like Green Bay, Wisconsin. Yeah, I don't know. Green Bay people, <laughs> you know, Aaron Rodgers not going to be in love with that. It's not going to be his wedding song, I don't think. Uh, next yeah. Day. You don't yeah, care too but, much? No. not I'm, I'm a New England guy. That's it. Yeah. And this is it. This is the last album, right? Enough's enough. <laughs> You're 68 years old, for crying out loud. <laughs> This is, I'll be honest with you, Sal. Five albums back was the last that was one. It? Yeah, this is All right. yeah, Can you get a vasectomy for doing albums? <laughs> Doctor, get, help me out. I need to get my rock and roll tubes tied. <laughs> I love it. All right, Dickie. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Sal. All right, we're back on Against All Odds with CEO of 
my podcast, Tate Frazier. What's happening, Tate? Not too much, Sal. Glad to have you back in the studio. Oh, it's good to be back. And also joining us, my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Sal, what's happening? What's going on, buddy? <laughs> I don't know, guys. I'm counting already. 79 days until football. I'm starting to feel it. It's getting to me. We're, we're slugging along here with World Cup soccer. We'll have to go over that. We push on. We have the NBA draft Thursday. That's good. And we're going to take a ride on Captain Morgan's make-believe riverboat casino. We'll have best bets. We have enough show. We certainly do. But I just I miss football. And it didn't help that we went 2-2 two and two last week. Let's review I had Justin Rose in the top five of the Masters, and he was like number four for like 96% of the tournament. Number four, number three, and then he blew it. Now, Parlay Kid, you had Rose in the top 20. What were the odds on that? That was your best bet, right? Minus 165, Sal. That was my best bet for the week. Uh, seemed like a piece of cake, but there was one time on Sunday, I'm like, he really was choking it away, right? I yeah. felt like this guy could, this guy. Might fall, you know, to 30th place here. But he, he hung on, did what he had to do for me. But obviously, uh, no good for you. That was a weird tournament. I think it was like 20 or 25 to 1 odds that no one would end up. I saw a prop that no one would end up under par. And that's exactly what happened. Now, Brother Bry, three in a row. Fleetwood, Tommy Fleetwood with the beautiful golden locks to finish in the top 20 at plus 175. Nice win. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. I mean, he had such a great Sunday. I mean, when, after round three, he shot, he was eight over. What are the odds of coming? I mean, I know he was still in the top 23 at that point in time, but when do you get a guy shooting eight over and then still had a chance to win coming down to the last two holes? And, and I had him to win that day, so I was really pulling for him. But he was awesome on Sunday. He Seven was good. Under, that was great. You had him out for a second there, just hoping he would make the playoff, you know? It was me, you, Joe, yeah, Joe yeah. House had him. That was a nice odds to win the whole thing. But even plus 175 in the top 20 is nice. Now, Harry, uh, Phil Mickelson, you had him in the top 20. Um, top 20 blooper highlights of all time, I would say. So you should be able to cash in. He's, is, he, <laughs> is he still putting? He pulled a miniature golf move. And he had to know that you bet on him to be hitting a ball. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen that, right, in organized play? I mean, never. I mean, like I mentioned last week, it was his birthday. He was turned 48. I, I, he'll never forget that birthday, right? I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. that was insane. I, I mean, I was telling the guys earlier, the, the USGA probably is going to have to change that rule now. It was actually sort of brilliant by Phil if he would have actually put that follow-up put in uh, what's going to stop a guy from now on hitting it out of the bunker and the ball's rolling into the water? You could catch up to your ball and hit it instead of taking the water hazard penalty and having to hit it out of the bunker again. And take, You might as well take the two-stroke penalty. You're, they're going to have to change that rule now. Wow. You just made golf sound so much better, Harry. They should do that. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's, you can go I, out and do that now. I know it's ridiculous, but still. I it would be a lot more fun if you could hit the ball when it's rolling. Yeah, why not? Oh, and it would speed, like speed things up so much, too, which uh, really is everyone's <laughs> uh, everyone's concern here. All right, let's talk World Cup. Uh, we're not going to make any picks unless um, people have them as their best bet, the trifecta or I. But, uh, Brother Bry, you have trends, and you're the big winner today. You want to tell everyone what you did? Tell them about this, this nice trend. You latched onto it this morning, and it was at the perfect time. What was it? World Cup I trend. I know. So I... I sent you guys a text last night, late last night. I started going through all these trends, and I found a few good ones, one with penalty kicks, and then 
another one with an own goal scored. Um, so when I was looking at it last night, in three of the 14 games, an own goal was scored. And then when I was checking the odds, comparatively on like Bavada, you were getting 14 to one odds for just one own goal score to wow. be scored yeah. in the game. So I uh, reluctantly didn't jump on it the first two games. It hit in the second game. So then I was like, you know what, forget it. I'm, I'm jumping on this in the Russia-Egypt game. First goal of the game deflects off the Egyptian in for for the Russian goal. So I had a fourteen to one on a on a Tuesday morning or That's early nice. afternoon, which That's is nice. about as good as it gets. Let's give it up, guys. Come on. Woo! Yeah, Who that is great. Fourteen to one on soccer. Genius. That is and, great. And, and Sal, yeah. to be fair, Brian told us all to jump on that last night. He did. And in a text, yeah. he said, "He said, I know. You might want to jump on this." And yeah. Obviously, none of us. To be so, fair, yeah. to be fair, he just explained to us that he texted us last night, and we all ignored him. <laughs> Darren, tell everybody you're coming off a colonoscopy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, uh, I am coming off a right, colonoscopy. So we just literally about uh, <laughs> six hours ago. So you're a little woozy. And, um, Good hey, for you. You had Eddie O on a couple uh, about a month ago, right? He inspired me to go get a colonoscopy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I'm glad I did. It wasn't uh, nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. A lot of tough guys on this podcast. We may not pick games right ever or, you know, rarely, but, you know, Parley Kid jumps on a few hours, mere hours after a colonoscopy. I did it from a hospital bed after an appendectomy. Uh, well, you know, Master Tate, maybe not as <laughs> not not as durable. Hit a toothache and took like two weeks off, yeah. right? No days off for the host. A uh, few days off for the producer. That's right. That's right. All right. We'll get it together. Um, and then, so, Bri- Brother Bright, so there's that. Uh, we zero, zero first half was working for a while, right? Yeah. So we talked about, you know, we had talked about that, I think, in one of the pods leading up to the World Cup. Like, you know, like we always usually do, we bet either uh, first half tie or first half uh, zero, zero. So the zero, zero is, has hit in eight of the 17 games, which is still pretty good because, First half zero zero, you're getting anywhere from plus one thirty to I would say like plus one seventy, maybe even a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. And then for the ties, I think right now uh, tie first half is eleven and six, and it, that's anywhere from like minus one twenty to even. So so we'd be up if we did that routinely every game. That's I know we're doing it sporadically, oh. not every one. Man. But um, yeah, yeah. Harry, for a while you were betting the under two and a half goals in this game, which is pretty consistent. Some of these go to three, but you you have the pretty much two and a half for all of them, and that's that's not a winner, right, the under? Well, right now, I mean, that you know, just when I thought I knew something right. with taking the under two and a half goals in these soccer games, sort of like I did with the NHL overs, probability comes back to bite me in the ass. It was nine and three at one point. <laughs> Five straight losses makes it nine and eight. And look, uh, in 17 total games so far, there have been a combined 21 goals. I looked this up. 21 goals that have come via own goals, five, penalty kicks, eight, and goals in the 80th minute or later, eight. I mean, that's a ton of hard luck goals when, it re- when if we really think about it, you're rooting for 90 minutes of absolutely nothing to happen. And did that, ha- did that happen <laughs> late like that? So I mean, true. good luck betting the unders the rest of the way. All right. They're awful. Good luck to everybody, really, because there's a lot, there's a lot going on in these soccer games. Paulie, kid, you just hate the whole thing, right? 
Did you just say there was a lot going on in these soccer games? Yeah, well, there's a lot to – because here's the thing. Brother Bry says 0-0 first half is a winner, and it is. It, money money works it, it really out. Is. But it's Harry amazing. says, Harry says under 2.5 is a loser. So, like, I don't know. It's Again, tough to gauge. But, son, you have to be – unless you're a real diehard soccer guy, you have to be betting this to find any interest in it. Right? Yeah, right. We talked about this. And forgive me for my soccer ignorance here, Sal, but, yeah – Listen, I have put some money. I, I hit with Russia last week, so I was mm-hmm. able to win uh, pretty easily uh, on that uh, on a Russia bet. Um, but you know these own goals. How come hockey doesn't have own goals? By the way, how often does it hit an, a player in hockey on the other team and it goes in the net? Well, that, you that's never like hear eighty percent. That's like eighty percent yeah, of hockey. They, yeah. they, right? They never. They should be bets on own goals in hockey. I think that would be a great idea. Uh, the games are low scoring, plenty of flopping. Uh, again, the whole extra time thing, I have no idea when the game is going to actually really end. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, um, kind of just having like a, a rough estimate of what, what might happen, it seems like. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys taking like free kicks from like six feet away and sometimes even missing these kicks. Yeah. Uh, incredible. And, I, you know, I lost on that Spain, you know, the Spain uh, game with Ronaldo the other day mm-hmm. when he, uh, you know, drops a hat trick. When you're up, so when you're up by a goal with like three or four minutes left in the game, what would you equivalent that in football being up by? Uh, like with like two minutes left in the like what is that like having like a three touchdown lead in football? <laughs> I feel close. like that's what it should be like. It is it should be insurmountable. Well, all they had to do, all they had to do, was not foul Ronaldo, and that maybe that's that's easier said than done because the refs are looking right. for it. But really, that's all you have to kind of stay away from at that oh. point. But no, you're right. And But listen, there's nothing left. We have to bet soccer. It's June, <laughs> June know, 19th, June 20th. What are we going to do? It's I like pro, it's like prohibition where people are sneaking, uh, <laughs> drinking, rubbing alcohol. What, we have nothing until until football. You could bet baseball, but I'm, you know, I'm gonna, what am I going to take? I'm going to take Scherzer at minus 310, and I'm going to lose. They're going to give him no run support, and then I'm not going to want to bet baseball for three weeks. I just know That's how right. it goes. And here's what I don't like about the soccer. I'm actually following the games, and it's fine, but... And this is going to come off uh, the wrong way, probably. But I don't like watching someone from another country happy. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> we have guys in the office watching this England Tunisia game, and England scores um, uh, nine hundred minutes into the game somehow. Just like you said, Parley kid, you don't know when the game's over, but it's like ninety-three minutes into the game, and they're going nuts. It's like, all right, relax. You beat Tunisia. <laughs> All right, <laughs> put your shirt back on. You're a, you're in a work environment. This is silly already, but it's true. I don't know. All right, so just keep betting the zero zero first half. Brother Bryce penalty. Did you mention the penalty kick? That's that's no, like I did ten not. to yeah, one. I'll mention yeah, I'll mention that one too quickly. But uh, so one of the other ones I was looking at was a penalty kick for the first uh, score of the game. So that's been going off between. 10-1 to 1 and 14-1. to 1. Right. And same with as of last night. I sent you guys a text. It was hit a hit on 3 of 14, which would have been huge, huge winnings. And then I tell you guys to do it, and it hits in the first game today. Yeah. So that was a 14-1 to 1 in the, when Japan scored against Colombia. We have to start listening to, to you. We have to. Right? Tate, yeah, right? Brother, yeah, we got to listen, brother, bro. Yeah. I, I, Sorry, Harry. Wow. <laughs> Hippity-dippity last night. I didn't see any of these. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, honestly, I'm now pissed. I didn't we'll get, see any of 
We'll get to you hey, and your Sal, girlfriend in a minute. Yeah. You know, you know where Harry's watching the World Cup from these days? Uh, at the car wash. Oh. That's where he's, well, he watches it at the car wash. What? What's going on there? Can, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he takes, he's been taking Ken's luxury <laughs> vehicles to get washed, and that's where he watches the games. And there's oh, a at the gas station has a car wash today at noon. Great. <laughs> you take your boss's car to the car wash and you're watching him. See, things have really worked out for you. I don't, an okay. hour fifteen to get the car wash. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that brings us. That actually does bring us to our sponsored segment, Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Each week, the degenerate trifecta and I set sail, tackling make believe propositions related to sports and pop culture events. This week, summer themed. I'm asking you guys, who is the best athlete to share a summer beach house with? Is it one, Rob Gronkowski at 2-1 to one odds, two, Alex Ovechkin at 7-2, or Swaggy P, 5-1? to one. Brother Bry, who are you going with here? Yeah, if I'm sharing a beach house for the whole summer, no doubt I'm going for Swaggy P. I mean, he would definitely have the, the nicest beach house out of the three of them. Throw the best parties, but nothing too out of control, right? No. There'd always be a A-list celebrities there every night. I'd get to play beach volleyball with the Warriors. But if I go Gronk, that's a frat house all summer. There's no way I could survive. Maybe a week I could survive. <laughs> if I go Ovechkin, again, probably a frat house, especially after the Stanley Cup. Yeah. I'd probably start getting sick of hanging out with, like, Kuznetsov or Backstrom coming over. I'd get sick <laughs> of that after a week. So I'm going to go Swaggy P. I like hanging out with the A-list celebrities, so I'm, I'm going to go with that. All right, there you go. A-listers in mind. Uh, Parlay Kid, you agree with your brother? Yeah, so I'm going to really take the underdog here. You know, they call me the Parlay Kid, not the Partey Kid. Ooh. And uh, the, the, the bottom line is Gronkowski, I couldn't keep up with him. I'm, I'm an old man, so I can't keep up with that. Now, Ovechkin, he, he's, all, he's off the rails right now. I could not keep up with him. Swaggy P, Sal. <laughs> That's your son. You know, you know he's going to be ultra chill. Mm-hmm. Right, Tate? You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, definitely. Ultra chill, laid yeah. back. Right. Plus, Some I could greenery. probably take him outside and beat him in a game of horse. Oh, that's right. So, I'm going to go with Swaggy P, 5-1. to one. I like that. All right, Harry, uh, you going Swaggy P as well? No, no, I think it's 7-2. to two. This is easy. The answer is Con Smythe Stanley Cup champion Alex Ovechkin. We mentioned a show ago that uh, when when uh, the Caps were partying during their parade like crazy, he was all over it. Can you imagine a summer beach house with this guy? I mean, after capturing the cup, he told the whole District of Columbia to start drinking uh, at a prominent waterfront near Georgetown. He jumped into a fountain with shirt off and made snow angels and then did push-ups in the water. He's, he couldn't be happier at this point. Uh, he's the only one who kept. He, he's the one who kept the parade going after everyone thought it was over. He stopped the music and told Washington to keep partying. Um, in a beach house, this wild, happy Russian would have the flow. Had that party flowing, everyone would be having a ball. And by the way, uh, I got to say about Gronk, his partying, being a Giants fan, his partying is old hat, boring and lame at this point. So give me. Ovechkin at 7-2. Well, give me give me old hat and lame all day because I'm taking Gronkowski at 2-1. to one. I get sick on cruises, and that's where he does a lot of his partying, but if I could share a beach house with him and it's an episode of Ballers every day, I'm down with it. I like it. And then, <laughs> and then you know, his brothers are a fun group. I like hanging with big, dopey, buff guys like Harry 
and Gronkowski. <laughs> so this is right up my alley. And then, you know, when there's some downtime, I can berate him for uh, killing my fantasy season last year. But, yeah, I like Gronk at 2-1. to one. Tate, you're going Swaggy P. Don't lie. Uh, that's what I was leaning <laughs> towards, but I think I'm going to go Gronkowski, yeah. too, just because I'm not in international waters, so he can't be but so crazy, you know, if he's in a beach house. You <laughs> right. know, there are some actual laws that are around him, so I think that'll keep him a little bit more tame, so I'll go with Gronkowski. Good. I like it. All right, that was a good mix of everyone. That's another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly. Captain's orders. All right. This is fun. NBA draft Thursday night. This breaks things up nicely. Now, DeAndre Ayton from uh, Arizona is minus 2,500 to be the first pick. Huh. He's basically the justify the horse. You, can, you can't bet it. It's, it's, it's cost prohibitive at this point. But, but there are some nice, nice uh, selections on the board there. Harry, who do you like for your best bet in the NBA draft? Now, the, let me warn everybody, by the time you listen to this, these numbers are going to skyrocket. It's going to be all weird. It's going to be all sorts of rumors. Even since we made these picks, uh, th- there's been rumors about players going uh, certain teams. But, Harry, nonetheless, who's your pick? I'm going to take, take Trey Young over six-and-a-half selections at minus, currently minus 160. I believe that as long as the Grizzlies don't take him at four, which they could since they were 29th in offense and 25th in three-point shooting last year, but Memphis has other needs to address as well. So I think that would push him up to the Bulls at like seven, Cavs at eight, or Parley Kitts next at nine. Young mm. can do what no one else can do in this draft, and that's be a score instantly. At Oklahoma, he went for almost 28 a game and had four 40-plus games. When LeBron leaves, Cleveland will need somebody to take plenty of shots, and him going to Chicago or New York is great marketability. He would be loved in the Big Apple, too, I believe, and the Knicks are desperate for a shooter. He could go get you 16 to 18 points and seven assists a game from day one. Mm -hmm. All right. Let me just mention that you uh, you could find these on sportsbook.ag. What's the other one, Brian? Sports Interaction? They're not all over the place. Uh, Yeah, betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, so there's that. All right, uh, Parlay Kid, what's your NBA draft best? Yes, kind of like Harry. uh, We're kind of taking the same numbers here. I'm going to go Porter over 6.5 minus 125. Uh, You know, Sal, listen, if this was last year, we, this uh, wouldn't even be the case. This guy would have been, uh, you know, top uh, two, three pick uh, at worst case. And right now, though, so when you're when you're talking about back injuries, hips are bothering you. I know the doctors are saying uh, they're giving him a clean bill of health. At least his doctors are. Mm-hmm. But I would think any of these teams uh, really have to do their due due diligence and really do their research on this stuff because you cannot afford to have a bust. Uh, in the top six or five. Uh, and we've seen that happen to teams, and it could set them back years. So is anybody going to be willing to roll the dice on Michael Porter Jr. here before the seventh pick? I'm betting no. I would Listen, would I love to see him fall to the Knicks at nine and the Knicks roll the dice on a kind of a, a maybe a, a boom or bust type of guy? I would do that with the Knicks with the ninth pick, but I don't think these teams picking seven or above Really want to go there. I'm thinking he's going to go a little after that, at minus one twenty-five. I'm willing to willing to bet that. Yeah, you. I was talking to Bill Simmons before this, and he says people would be crazy to take uh, Michael Porter in the top six. I think Tate. I think you agree. So that means 
It really I mean he's definitely going top six, right? <laughs> hey. so it's basically a lock at this point uh, that the Magic like will it. draft him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> They're that, the one team. That's right. Right. That's it. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you Nick fans, that like you should almost bet this back. Or like, I wish you could say like whoever you did not want on the team, you should be able to bet that the Knicks would draft them. Like you should be able to bet. Yeah, that's great, probably what's going to happen. Grayson right, Allen exactly. could go. <laughs> Grayson Allen's going to be a Nick. Like but, that. but, but Darren, as, as a Knicks fan, don't you really, wouldn't you love to have Trey Young? Finally, you got Trey Young, of course. You know, I mean, Trey I'm, Young somebody would bring a, a lot of energy to the Garden, but so could a healthy Porter. Uh, you know, the guy Bridges that they're talking about from Villanova, I think solid player, but he just doesn't excite you like those other two names we just gave you, I think, right? I think uh just doesn't bring that excitement. I think he'd be a solid NBA player, but... You know, you want somebody with you know that's going to light up that garden. You know, especially with KP out. Yeah. All right, brother Bry, you're a Knicks fan. I think your pick. Yep. You're gonna. You're you're worried about your pick falling to the Knicks, or I should say, not not falling, but getting snatched out of the air by the Knicks. Well, yeah, that's usually what happens, right? Whoever we want, we're usually one or two picks too late, which means yeah. probably one of those guards or one of the guys that we want. Uh, will be taken probably about seven or eight. Uh, it's funny, the thing you were just saying, though, like, and I'm doing almost the exact opposite, which is really dumb. It's really dumb. So, like, the Mikhail Bridges, I like over nine and a half at minus 150. The problem is, like, this bet essentially is, like, are the Knicks going to draft him or not? Or not? Right. Like, he's probably right. going to probably go to the Knicks um, or, the, or the Sixers. I, I, don't, I think the Knicks will pass on him because, again, like Darren was saying, solid pick for any team. I think if he was a freshman, yeah, definitely I'd, I'd say go ahead, take him. But the fact mm-hmm. that he's, he's older, I think the Knicks need to hit on a, a sexy pick. Again, if, if a young falls to him, a sexton, Knox, it seems like the Knicks really like Knox. So that's, I'm basing yeah. that, that's kind of what I'm basing this on from what I'm hearing is the Knicks really like Knox. So yep. if, uh, which is funny, Nick Knox, I guess. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. They go for the home run pick here. Nothing too safe. Uh, and that Bridges goes over nine and a half. Because, again, it's only the Knicks. If the Knicks pass on him, it, he's, not going, he's not going before the Knicks, that's for sure. All right. Well, right. I'm, I'm across another bridge here, and that's Miles Bridges. Bridges. And, and I like him over 11 and a half. That's minus 155. Uh, I think there's like going to be it. some a bunch of power, power forwards going uh, ahead of him. Jared Jackson, Wendell Carter, Bagley, of course. Um, I see him going around 14 or 15, Denver, Washington. They both need power forwards. And also, he's a tweener. Everyone calls him a tweener. Well, listen, get picked tween picks 12 and 64. <laughs> That's the kind of tweener I need. The poor guy's a sophomore. He's way too old to be considered early. Uh, he, the game has passed him by. Poor Miles Bridges goes over 11.5. I like that, minus 155. I think he's going to be a Washington wizard. Now, Tate, let me ask you. First of all, th- I didn't see this as a, a prop, but will it, this is a sad draft for you. Will a Tar Heel even get get taken? I think Theo Pinson will get drafted. I, I think it'll be late, late, late second round. Probably the Charlotte Hornets, if I had to guess, would probably take him 55 uh, if Michael Jordan will you know, fall in line as he usually does. But apparently he's not making picks this year, so maybe that doesn't happen. But yeah. I think Theo is the only one that has a real shot. I see him projected for like 60th. That yeah. is cutting it real close. Yes, he's like right on that. that it's like Malik Newman. You know, Hamadou Diallo, Theo Pinson are all those guys you see right at the bottom. And then Joel Berry is is not making it. I, from what I've heard from Joel, 
he does not think he's going to get drafted. Oh, he told you that, huh? Yeah. I, I mean, oh, unfortunately, I wish he would get drafted. He yeah. deserves to get drafted. Wow. Not nah, today's NBA. <laughs> Paulie Kid doesn't lie. He's had some bad experiences with Joel Berry. <laughs> what was the last time oh, you did have a year when, when a Tar Heel wasn't drafted? Yeah, it's we. Been, it's been a couple. There's yeah. been a there's been a few years okay. just because those guys stay in school because they want to get an education and, and better their lives, you know. So. Oh, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Shame on them. Uh, Tate, the aforementioned Grayson Allen is he a first round pick? Yes, is minus one fifty. I it, I think it's a surefire yes, and I think it's just because the Boston Celtics had the twenty seventh pick, and I think Danny Ainge loves Grayson Allen. Uh, of course, he would love Grayson Allen. He's basically Enough. a carbon copy version of himself. Right, uh, just, right. You know, he's going to lean into being just a total jerk on the court. He's going to be spitting <laughs> on people, slapping people, tripping people, doing everything in Boston with Marcus Smart right by his side. So right. get ready for that in the future. All right, good. Good yeah. luck to the Celtics hey. with their junior blobfish. That's fine. <laughs> what did you say, Paul? Yeah, I like that. I- I like that too, Tate. So if I could just mention that, yeah, Grayson Allen's testing off the charts for some of these uh, like workouts that he's had in terms of like um, you know fit, like fitness tests or whatever they put him through, oh. the stuff they might put him through. Like he's in the top five all time in like one of these tests they did. Wow! Uh, like some agility tests. I know that doesn't mean much. Yeah, but, the shuttle drill uh, might give some more credence to him being a little bit more athletic that he might get credit for. So, yeah, I, I like him going in the first round, too. You say shuttle drill. I think the shuttle drill will be <laughs> should you put him on a shuttle. Send him on a shuttle. With, no, with his teammates and oh, see okay. if they could stomach him for a 10-minute shuttle ride. Yeah, between no, he's going to have to go to a team that, yeah, that, uh, that right. likes to play like the bad guy. That's uh, for sure. Oh, you mean so. a team with Marcus Smart. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Exactly. One more, exactly. Tate. Over under two and a half Villanova players in the first round. I think, uh, yeah, Bridges, Mikel Bridges, obviously will probably be a right. top ten pick. We expect that. Maybe the the farthest he falls is probably eleven to the Hornets, or maybe even twelve to the Clippers. Mm-hmm. Divincenzo, I, I've. It seems like the Bucks and the Spurs we like him. So seventeen, eighteen. He's a range. spur. He's yeah, such a spur. Seems like a spur pick. And then the the other one is Amari Spellman, which I think a lot of people have forgotten about. He was one of the main stars in the Final Four for them. And I think Philadelphia is going to draft a wing uh, at that. 10 spot, and then I think they're going to try to get a big guy later in the first round, and I think uh, Spellman fits the fits the pick for them just because you know Brett Brown's making the pick. Brett Brown is very close with Jay Wright and that Villanova program, so I could see him doing that. All right, so you say over two and a half. All right, all right, that'll be fun. See, now we have a reason to watch Thursday night. That's good. Uh, let's take a break, talk about my bookie. Do you think you know who's going to win the game tonight? Lay down some money and get in on the action at the safest online sportsbook in the world. MyBookie.ag offers all kinds of different wagers on Major League Baseball as well as every type of sport and league in the world. And when you win, you get lightning fast payouts. And you can even create your own player prop wagers using their prop machine. So go check them out now. Use promo code SAL, S-A-L, and you'll get up to a $1,000 bonus on your first deposit. If you want to experience Las Vegas, Vegas-style sportsbook gambling, mybookie.ag is the only place to check out. They have casino games like blackjack, roulette, and slots, not to mention you can play all of their games on your cell phone, iPad, or tablet computer. You play, you win, you get paid. Visit Las Vegas from your couch. Try out today. Go to mybookie.ag and sign up with the promo code SAL to ensure you're eligible for all their future promotions and bonuses. Once again, that's mybookie.ag. Use promo code SAL. All right, now let's uh, dip into the mailbag. Cousin Sal, against all odds, at gmail.com. That's where you could reach us. We have some uh, 
We have some great fans out there. We really do. Listen to this. Dear Cousin Sal and team, I apologize in advance for the broken English. It's only our second or third language. I just wanted to give you a shout-out from Aris in Denmark. Believe it or not, you guys are actually getting a growing following here. I've been listening to the podcast for around a year, and by now I've introduced you to all of my betting-loving friends. Gambling is legal here and have been, has been for quite a long time. I'm so psyched on your guys' behalf that your judicial system has finally seen the light and allowed this most noble of disciplines. I want to give an extra big shout-out to good one Harry. While Sal may get impatient when you tell your stories and expand on your betting advice, they are all much appreciated here in Scandinavia. So keep it up. But maybe you know, stay away from NASCAR. Philip Krebs. Thanks, Philip. Denmark. We have, we have fans in Denmark, Tate. How about that? How about that? Third language. Impressive. Denmark, Harry, plays Australia. I would say good luck to Denmark, but we have Australian fans, too. I don't know how to play this, really. Oh, yeah, that's difficult. Jeez. Well, yeah, jeez. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe wow. we just root for a tie. It, it never <laughs> happens, but maybe we just root for a tie here. <laughs> and then and then everyone's happy. Denmark on Australia. People get so mad. The soccer purists got so mad. I put up a, a poll on Twitter, a dumb thing, <laughs> like, which, which, uh, which will yield— uglier ties this year, Father's Day 2018 or the 2018 World Cup. And people, people get so there's only been three ties. Oh, the Saudi, like, all right, you don't, have to, you don't have to defend Saudi Arabian soccer. We know you don't like it that much. It's fine. <laughs> there are ties in soccer, and they move on. It's, it happens. One more uh, email from Sean Riley. Sal, I'm pretty positive I listened to every one of those pods since you guys started. Oh, boy. What's with the what's going on, buddy, from Brother Bry? Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love it and always catch myself saying out loud in the gym and everybody staring at me like a meathead. Did I miss the story behind it? Also, Harry, if the losing streak continues, get rid of the girl. You always be a degenerate over a lover. Yours in gambling, Sean. I don't know. It's uh, he's excited to hear me. I think, right, brother Bry? <laughs> yeah, I'm just a friendly guy. I think I say this to everybody. I says the security guard at work. Yeah, uh, pretty pretty much all my friends. So uh, yeah, I'm just a happy. Uh, well, I don't know how happy, but I'm a friendly guy. <laughs> it depends on on if his own goals are going or not. Uh, brother <laughs> Bry can be very happy. All right, Sean. Well, thanks for the email. Now, I think it's time. I hate that. It, it, it's already time for these best bets. I've hit, I've lost three in a row. I won six in a row, and then I lost three in a row. I'll let you guys go first, brother Bry. You've won three in a row. How about you start us off? Yeah, and I'm gonna go back to golf. So uh, the only hesitation is as soon as I put out this, what I told you guys I liked that Harry said he that that's what he wanted to do too. Oh so no! I got a little nervous, but that's okay. But I'm gonna go Daniel Berger top twenty in the Travelers Championship at minus one twenty. I think those are good odds. If you look at it, in 2016 at the Travelers, he shot 11 under and finished tied for fifth. In mm-hmm. 2017 at the Travelers, he shot 12 under and he lost to Spieth in that playoff. I don't. I think you remember that, Sal, because we yeah. had Spieth in that one. Right. And then last week, he finished tied for sixth and he shot even on that course for the last three rounds. So, I think minus 120 uh, is is great odds. I think. He shot, uh, I don't know if it was a course record, but it must have been. He shot a 62 there in 2016. Young up-and-coming guy. Top 20 seems uh, very realistic, and I love the, the minus 120 there. It's really good for him. There you go. All right. That could be winner four, number four in a row. Uh, who else won last week? Parley Kid, you won, right? Yeah, so I happened uh, right with uh, Rose, so in the top 20. So this week, so I'm going to stay away from the golf. Uh, I'm going to go stick with the soccer. Why not? <laughs> um, one thing, sorry, I did tweet this out too. You, I, you cannot parlay 
soccer games. It's almost impossible. Oh, no. Yeah, not winners? No. Parlay. No, no. Oh, yeah. my gosh. So we're sticking with one game, and I'm going with a major, major upset, Sal. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're gonna to look at South Korea to beat Mexico, so to wow. win, but draw no bet. So for the I listeners see. out there, I should have really have Brother Bry explain this because he can <laughs> certainly explain it better than me. But basically, if there's a tie... There's no bet. You don't lose. So you're going to decrease the odds a little bit in terms of, are you going to get plus 350 for South Korea to beat Mexico with the draw being no bet? So you wouldn't lose any money. But if you want it to be a little bit more adventurous, take South Korea to win at plus 500. But I'm going to go with the draw, no bet, South Korea to win, plus 350 South. Mexico coming off one of their great wins of all time. You know what happens after this is an automatic letdown. Mm-hmm. South Korea is playing for their soccer lives. Their best player, Sal, Sung Young Min, sure. uh, is an excellent player. So I, I did some. Re- you know what I love about this guy? And this is why I'm going with him, Sal. This player, at the end of the game, took full accountability. He said, I'm the leader of this team. We lost. It's my fault. It's not going to happen again. Go with South Korea, plus 350. All right. All right, I like it. Harry, you're going. Draw no, with that draw, no bet. Draw no bet, so you don't lose if uh, if it's a tie. Harry, I don't know if you're going soccer or golf. What? It's Sophie's choice for you. What's it going to be? Oh, no, I'm, uh, I'm going. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump on with Brian, too. I'm going to jump on the golf at the Travelers Championship. I'm going to take Paul Casey, Englishman Paul Casey, to finish in the top ten. At plus 175, look, Casey's coming off a nice U.S. Open. He finished 16th. In 2017 in this tournament, he finished 5th, and he had every round he played was in the 60s. In 2016, he was 17th. And in 2015, he lost in the playoff to Bubba Watson, and he shot a 64 and a 65 on the weekend. So let's take a shot. Top 10, Paul Casey at plus 177. All right. Well, I mean, this is. I'm looking at this ledger here, and I think we're going to laugh in October when we have thousands on the Patriots Packers teaser that we have Daniel Berger, South Korea, and Paul Casey <laughs> are our best bets right now. Uh, and and uh, it's not going to be any better when I when I pipe in here. Listen, everybody's looking forward to this game on Friday, Nigeria and Iceland. <laughs> Nigeria, as you know. They lost to Croatia 2-0. Now, they gave up an own goal and a penalty, which is a, a brother-bride delight. Right. That's a 14-1 and a 10-1, to typically, delight, versus Croatia. And that was it. That was it for Croatia. Otherwise, that's a good game. Iceland, on the other hand, they got lucky to tie Argentina. They had possession of the ball 22% of the time. And uh, Parley Kid, I think you had Argentina. Messi took 11 shots. It was like the first yeah. player since 1966 to oh. take 11 plus shots and a penalty kick and not score. Like, that's infuriating, yeah, that's right? Correct. So Iceland was lucky to escape with a point. Uh, Nigeria was a little unlucky to uh, not escape with a point. Here's what I want to do Nigeria is plus 190 to win the game in regulation, they're plus 190 to tie. I want you to take both of those. Because when Coach Gernd Rohr has his back against the wall, you're looking for trouble. So they're at least going to tie. They're probably going to win. These are two defensive-minded clubs. I like the tie. I like 0-0, or I like one nothing Nigeria. Take plus 190 for both. Here's how this works. Tate, in case you want to know how the math works out, you put $100,000 on Nigeria. If they win, you win $19,000. And you have it on the tie, too. 
No, wait, you win $190,000 and you'll lose 100 grand. So you win 90 grand that way. Or if you put, I want you to do this too, Tate. Don't just nod and <laughs> yes. say you're going to do mm-hmm. it. I want you to put $100,000 on the tie also. <laughs> Pay cash. You get $190,000 back, and then you lose 100 on Nigeria. So split your bet between Nigeria and the tie, blows both plus $190,000, uh, <laughs> and that's a Friday game. <laughs> All right. Daniel Berger, South Korea, Paul Casey, Nigeria. Come on, football. These you are the big games. Here. you got to get here already. Tate, where can people find you? People can find me at Tate Frazier, One Shining Podcast with Mark Titus. Recorded that today. GM Street with Mike Lombardi recorded that yesterday. And uh, NBA Draft stuff uh, this week. The Ringer is doing a million different shows. So if you care about the NBA Draft, I can promise there will be a show just for you. I love it. I love it. And GM Street, what did you guys talk about? You uh, Surprise players or something, right? Yeah, we we talked about some guys to watch out for, uh, just like some summer storylines. And then Dwight Clark, uh, the past RIP Uh, Dwight Clark. So we we talked about that. Dwight Clark is a a great North Carolina basketball player. People don't know that. Uh, He he is very well revered around the state. So Lombardi told some cool stories about uh, uh, drafting him, uh, going to scout Steve Fuller and finding Dwight Clark. So... Uh, that listen to that is pretty good. You know the Dwight Clark thing. He, a parlay kid can commiserate with this. He he made me cry as a uh, as a nine year old making the catch against our yeah. Cowboys, and mm-hmm. uh, and he did it again in his passing. A really really sad story. Sad. Uh, Brother Bry, where can people find you? I'm at the Brother Bry. Hopefully, I uh, stay hot this week. And you're not going to any event? You, I mean, every week you're off somewhere. I know. I feel like I've been to the most obscure events, right? I think I've been to just so many weird things this year. But uh, it's funny. I was thinking of going to the Travelers, but uh, I don't think so. How great is it, though? I mean, you loved it. I, I didn't even go to a prestigious I, yeah, tournament like you, but it is nice. It's like I can't. I don't like fishing. I get sick in the, the water and everything. And But people love fishing because it's peaceful. I feel the same way you do about golf. It's nice, and you can bet on every hole, it, right? Yeah, that was the first major I've ever been to in golf, and it was just so it was it, the weather couldn't have been nicer for me. I mean, terrible for the golfers, but yeah, it was just so peaceful. It reminded me of just being out on a boat. I just no stress in the world for a day. It feels like you're among the elite, and you have no money. It was great. Um, I, I loved it. All right, and uh, Parlay Kid, you you'll be recovering from this uh, colonoscopy for a while. Yeah, I'm good to go. So I was nice. Get get those colonoscopies, people. Get another one tomorrow. 45. Show everybody. Show everyone how to do it. I, I, <laughs> Follow right up. Hey, so I'm at the, I'm at the Chalk Talker, and let's bring Barry Trotz to the New York Islanders. Oh so. wow! You might you might want to bet the Islanders to win the cup now before they hire Trotz. Might want to do it. That that All would right, be a so weird let's, thing. Let's make that happen. That'd be a weird Bill Parcells-ish type of thing, right? To, to leave the Stanley Cup champ and then just go. Yeah, well, they he they he had uh, his contract was up. I guess uh, they're ready to move on. He's ready to move on. All right. And so let's also let's commit right now to going to Pebble Beach for that U.S. Open next year. Yes. I'm in. Let's do it. Oh, all right, Tate. You'll go too. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll record you guys the entire time. I'll work. I'll uh, do whatever do it. it takes. All right, let's figure it out. That'd be fantastic. You know, let, let's hit on a couple of these uh, no own goal, whatever the frick, and then uh, <laughs> the penalty goals, and the, collect some ten to ones and fourteen to ones, and stash that money away. And uh, well, we're gonna do all right with the hundred hundred grand on uh, on Nigeria. Come so. on, Daniel Berger. We yeah. need it. Yeah, we need Daniel Berger. All right, Harry. <laughs> People, uh, you're hiding out with your lady friend, but where are you on Twitter? You can find me at AAO Harry and Darren. We've got, I'm looking, Islanders 60 to 1 for the cup. Is that what it is? Jump on it. Jump on it. Mm. 
Harry was uh, recently separated from his uh, beloved. She took a uh, she had had enough and took a, a well. She was on a boat to Alaska, <laughs> right? What happened? Yeah, yeah. She uh, t- a nine day cruise to Alaska. So uh, did get to watch all the golf, even though uh, uh, every bet that I made in golf tanked. The Phil thing. I bet Furyk uh, on Sunday after yeah, you owe a lot uh, of money. Hole, he goes. He goes. He goes. Bogey, bogey, and then a snowman. And if you don't know what a snowman is in golf, it's an eight. I was done after the fourth hole, so because uh, it looks like uh, a snowman. Picked her up, uh, and uh, she spent over spent the night, the two nights in a row. We've had Ooh. a good time. Everything was great. How are you all and a lot? And she just texts me. It, it, and she just texts me. Just two seconds. Is she gonna? Is she gonna be okay with you without your thumbs? Because you owe a lot of money here with all these golf oh, losses. It's getting, it's, it's getting bad. It's gonna be hard yeah, to text. I, I don't, <laughs> What have I have I hit anything in three weeks? I don't even know. I, I have don't to go think back so. And look, you have some bad. kind of thing with uh, Tunisia to not make the second round still alive or something. <laughs> I uh, love that, but I but no, but I have uh, Iran not to make the sec. I need Iran not to make the second round, and they pull uh, that game out <laughs> against my Morocco. Uh, all right, all right. So now I need uh, I need uh, Portugal and. Uh, and uh, Spain to beat them. It's all going to come together. Harry, go hide out of that car wash. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> Walter White all of a free, sudden. Free, free coffee. Free coffee and donuts. There you go. All right, that'll do it for another episode of Against the Odds with Cousin Sal, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm at Twitter at the Cousin Sal. Shoot us an email. Cousin Sal against the Lods at gmail.com. Watch Jimmy Kimmel Live 1135 tonight and every weeknight on ABC. That's that. For Dickie Barrett and the Degenerate Trifecta, I'm Sal, saying so long and happy handicapping. Now-